Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, the podcast specialising in Edinburgh football. From Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City, Spartans, Civil Service Tours and Edinburgh Uni. Alongside me is Callum. Callum, how are we doing today? Ah, not too bad mate, not too bad. A wee bit disappointed, uh, staying up to watch last episode of Game of Thrones there. Uh, uh, just brutal, but other than that, perfect. What about yourself, mate? Fine, mate. I'm very, I'm very well. It's uh, well to everyone listening. We're doing an early podcast this week because we have a later on in the week we'll be doing a, a cup final preview um, special. So we, we get the normalities out the way early doors, but it's mm-hmm. a bit different doing it on a Monday. Ah, yeah, but I, I like a, I like a Monday. I think I think a Monday works. So okay, uh, Monday, Monday suits us. Tonight's running order, Calm. We'll speak hearts. Move on to Hibs, and then we'll speak about Spartans and the mm-hmm. cup final. Uh, victory yesterday. So, Hibs Calm, they were against. You said Hearts, Hibs. Did I? Spartan, sorry. Hearts Calm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get Hearts. Because obviously we're not doing a, a preview of this weekend, really. Game, um, we, can, we can just speak about Hearts. We, well, you said it was going to be much changed, and it, it certainly was that. Yeah, I mean, I was still surprised with the, the starting lineup with uh, Zlamo playing, especially after Doyle played last week. I'm, I was surprised that Zlamo came back in. Smith, Suter, obviously playing Mulraney as well. Obviously, Mulraney had a a large impact on the game, but um, there was there was a few surprises with Levine's team. Uh, but I think Hearts one of those games where like you're not too bothered about the result this weekend. It's all about next weekend. So yeah, it's a game that just literally they had to play out. Yeah, really, do you just, know what I mean? It was it meant absolutely nothing. Um, I think as long as they were competitive in the game, I think Levine would be probably pretty happy with that. And and they were they were competitive. I think I think there's no denying that Celtic had the better chances. Probably deserved the certainly deserved the three points. Yeah. I, I would have said, but um, they were competitive and and players went through there had a lot of game time and and didn't disgrace themselves really. No, I think uh, they were very you know solid solid outing for. A few bodies in there. Um, I thought Zlamo recovered after um, what he'll be disappointed with. A goal that is near post that sort of just goes right through him. Uh, so I think I think he'll be disappointed with that. He came on to have a great game, a few fantastic saves. But uh, the the main thing was there was no big injuries to big players. Uh, Suter and Smith came through unscathed. Now. I know people listening will be like, oh, but Ollie Lee got injured, but that's the reason that I said big players. Um, <laughs> I don't think that Ollie Lee should be starting next week. I don't think he has the legs to to cope with the, the movement that Celtic have. So uh, I think that that's a bit of a blessing in disguise because unless Hearts are going to have a lot of the ball, um, set pieces, etc., I, th- I don't think the, the game is set up for Ollie Lee. Uh, he's not it's not gonna be effective so it's it's probably a good thing that, that he got injured. Hopefully it's not too bad that he's back for next season, etc. But um I don't think that he, he would have started anyway mm. in the cup final. I suppose yeah, I mean there's wasn't many positives to take from the game other than, you know, certain players didn't disgrace themselves who said that they were competitive a but a lot of young players came yeah. through. But certainly one positive though Callum is the goal itself obviously take away the the finish from Moreni is top class to lift it over Bain and, and off mm-hmm. the bar in but the way the goal comes around though I, I do think looking to next week that has to be certainly and I mean it was certainly a way that you could get a Brendan Rodgers team if you mm-hmm. press them high because Celtic do all they can to play out from the back under Neil Lennon they have gone a bit longer but 
the goalkeeper and back four for me they can be pressed because I think yeah. that you will win the ball back. So they're not they're not as good on the ball as they think they are. Uh, the the ones at the back there and there is a mistake in them as was proven yesterday. So I think that. I mean, obviously, we will talk more in depth about Hearts um, on our cup final special later in the week. But um, pressing them high, you know, I'll, I'll just repeat myself because I'll say this on th- uh, I'm sure it's Thursday that we're doing it uh, as well. But um, pressing them high, that's that's the way to beat Celtic. You know, Hearts Hearts need to need to follow that route for success, get themselves something to defend because you know that's that's where they'll get the most success. I mean, you look at the the start of the living that Hearts had out yesterday. A lot of young boys. Connor Smith was there. Aaron Hickey getting his first start. I mean, these boys didn't didn't disgrace themselves in any way. I think. I mean, possibly the only black mark on uh, Hickey's um, appearance yesterday was the fact that when he went in to take out Dembele, he didn't actually manage it. You know, and he was able to get back up. So I mean, that's something that he needs to work on if he's wanting to be an effective player. But uh, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to take someone out, make sure they. You know they stay down, um, but I think I think it was, you know, after going one 0 down after two minutes, hearts yeah. hearts could have crumbled. That Agreed. could have been four or five, and it could have been one of those. Oh my god, you know. But it gives the supporters a little bit of well, you know what, that's not too bad. Tell you to, what, they've, they've certainly gone through. They were stronger sides and and received absolute <laughs> doing. So yeah, you know, I think I think that they there will be belief. Let's be honest. All it comes down to on the day is eleven against eleven, and the thing about f- football is, it's absolutely unpredictable. You could easily have, I don't know, Jake Mulroney gets the ball in the first few minutes, runs through, gets scythed down, it's red card, and then you know Hearts are in the ascendancy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just never know. So, I think it's important that Hearts have the belief to to go through, and I know that. They don't have the best record in Glasgow. I know that Levine doesn't have the best record when it comes to uh, cup competitions, etc. So I think it's just really important that they they believe in themselves and go for it. Yeah, I don't want to dive. I don't want to delve too much into previews. It's difficult. Field, it's difficult. That is, that is coming, uh, but uh, given like the fact that they just played Celtic and played Celtic next week, and I. I think it's one of them though, isn't it? We expected changes from both sides. Yep. There was big change on both sides. I think uh, the only, I think, real public position up for debate, I mean, would maybe be the goalkeeper after Doyle comes back in from nowhere, but you think now Zlam will oh, stick Zla- on Zla- to play? Zlamo Zla- for me, should start. I don't think that there's there's any doubt about that. Um, yeah, 100%. And it all revolves around potentially the, the people that are fit, Uchi, yeah. Haring. Um, I think we'll definitely know that Naismith I don't think will be well apparently I don't know how true this was but apparently there was a closed door game at the weekend to try and assess on Sunday? no no like uh, no genuinely but like uh, to try and assess whether Naismith could could make it because I think even see the problem is uh, you look at the the League Cup semi-final Naismith he's on the park and you know Celtic are wary of him, but he limps off injured early on, and yeah. that's that's a big blow. So I don't know if like, 
if if he's if this was true that there was a closed door game and if there is uh, perhaps any chance that Neesmith can play then well would you risk him? I would you risk him? To. Yeah, 100%. It's a cup final. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I, I, I don't know. So I don't were you looking for a more balanced no, answer? No, I, I don't know. I just think if he goes, if, if, if you play him and he does pull up after five minutes, then you're, you're one step down after five minutes, you know, ten minutes. I, I think the, it's, a, it's a big risk. The reason that I would say risk him is because Alan Stubbs risked Dylan McGeoch in the 2016 Cup final. Uh, McGeoch, who I think he played about 30 seconds of football that year, had mm-hmm. come off injured on more than one occasion um, when the Hibs were at Tincastle in the in the in the Scottish Cup, you know, two 0 down. McGeoch's mm. on the park, it's now nil, goes off and then Hart scored twice very quickly. So I think that was a massive gamble to play McGeoch to see if he could last, you know, the, the full ninety which he which he did. But uh, I think that that's what you would have to you would have to um, but we'll open that up for debate on our preview show. Yeah, of course. On, on I mean, Thursday. of course. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what boys think of that. But for me, if if there's a cat and hell's chance that he's fit to play, then then you have to you have yeah. to risk him. Okay, I think that covers Hearts. I think we'll speak more on Hearts uh, later on in the week in the yeah. preview of the yeah. Scottish Cup, and then next week we'll have a little discussion of the, the cup final and the season as a whole. So, Cam. On to Hibs. It was their final game of the season at the weekend at home to, to Aberdeen. And then um, if you were to probably preview the game thinking Hibs will batter, Hibs will batter Aberdeen, but Aberdeen will get Couple two goals. spawny goals and uh, Aberdeen will win 2-1 with their only chance of the game, you'd have gone, ah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah. And that's exactly what happened on, on Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, take nothing away from the Aberdeen, what turned out to be the winning goal for Aberdeen. I think that was... It was really well worked. Uh, good, good sort of play uh, between you know three or four players and Wilson. You know, the Hibs defence is dragged over, and it's a good finish from a guy who's scored what three goals this season. So, mm. um, yeah. But look, last week when we were doing predictions, we're sitting there talking about looks like Aberdeen. Aberdeen will beat. Hibs because I don't know what it is Derek McInnes just seems to have like a hoodoo over over Hibs at the moment they just play shocking football and um, just win eh? like they're not they're not a good team I, I don't I don't rate them at all mm. but they're just carve results don't they yeah and, well, results. I mean, what surprised me is they've got the best away record in the Premiership this year you know, so better than Rangers, better than Celtic. I mean, Petrotri's killed them. Mm. You know, you're like, that's, yeah. I mean, they finished fourth with the best away record. Yeah, it shows you. It shows you. I thought Hibs looked good though. You know, for large spells, apart from you know two sloppy goals from Hibs' point of view, mm-hmm. uh, it's Hibs looked good. You know, they created enough chances to win the game. I think McNulty must be thinking to himself, why not his head of that in the back of the net rather than try to head it back across goal. Um, you know Murray's had one just past the post Horgan's had one I think Murray's Murray's header Murray's header yeah Hibs had enough chances Murray's header for me has to do better yeah Um, Fraser Murray as a a talking point you've been been impressed he's got a lot more game time in the last month or so last last week at Kilmarnock I I don't think he was as effective as he could be out wide 
Uh, he got moved into the centre when uh, Ollie Shaw etc came on, and you know he was he was better. He was a lot better. So uh, for me, I am I am a fan of Fraser Murray. I'm not gonna lie, mm. and. That was absolutely lovely as we did. This through. was very good. You know, yeah. that he just takes out the whole Aberdeen back line and you know, that's absolutely thank you very much. McNulty has time to actually run round the ball. Yeah, compose himself home. Yeah. So that'll do McNulty's uh, confidence a world of good confidence a world of good potentially and you know a Scotland squad perhaps getting announced very shortly. I think it would be very interesting if he was called up. I, I, I he was in the squad last time, so do you pick the same squad again? I what, what other strikers are there? Really? This is where Scotland are right now. Well, I mean, as as has happened today, Scotland have announced a new manager, it is Steve Clark. So, you know, Eamon Brophy, Chris Boyd, <laughs> Chris Buck. you know, Chris Buck, Yusuf Malumbu, <laughs> uh, that'll be Kurt Broadfoot starting at centre half, JB uh, McDonald. And Kim Watt, they would get a result because that's oh, what Kilmarnock have done all season. So, yeah, most likely. Um, you know, just just pretend that Cyprus are Rangers and that's it. The wins in the bag, but no, I think uh, I don't know. Just just because he's a striker and he's Scottish doesn't mean that he should play. Uh, I I'm not a huge fan of the boy McBurney down south, but he's he's done better. Mm. Uh, he scored scored more goals. I mean, I I'm not a fan of his because the fact that he wears his socks ridiculously. Yeah, I mean, get that sorted out. Yeah, that like if you're his manager, get that sorted out. Look, mate. Kim what? See until you start pulling your socks up and in proper settings, <laughs> you're on the bench. Alright? And you will not see a minute of game time. And I don't yeah. care how old school that makes me sound. That is absolutely... we don't even why are we talking about uh, anyway, anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> um It's not been a good end to the season really for him, hasn't it? Three defeats in a row, Three not defeats. one in the top six. Two goals only in the top six, I think, as well. Perhaps. Yes, um it's it's been pretty poor. Much like the sort of top six record that Hibs used to have uh, even under Mowbray, Collins, Pataline and Hughes. You know the top six. Hibs would get there, and you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be brilliant. There would be you know two or three defeats are drawn, maybe sneaking a win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking at it, three defeats on the trot, all by the odd goal. It's disappointing, not being blown away by any team, but. Looking at it after after the Celtic game, you're thinking, you know, Hibs possibly could have won that one. Going to the Derby, Hibs could have won that one. You know, sitting on six points and mm. really, really going for it. Uh, but yeah, disappointing into the season. I think with uh, as soon as Kilmarnock got that win at Tynecastle and uh, Europe was over with, I think that. It was done. Aye. It was pretty much over with. And I think um, Hickenbottom said that's when discussions started with players, etc., as well around about yeah. that time. So, so. He, he knew who was staying, who was who was going. So um, there's there's a big job on for Hickenbottom this summer. He says that he wants to get boys in early, which I always agree with because you know get a full pre season with as many players as you can, and then build on that. Don't be kicking about until. What the thirty first August or whenever the, <laughs> the the transfer window yep. ends, uh, still looking, we're still needing uh, two or three players. So oh, easily, yeah. I mean, look, even even just with the lone players leaving, McNulty, Omionga, Darnell Johnson, Ryan Gold, don't know if uh, any any of them. Oh, Agupong forgot about him. Five. Don't know if any of them will return. Um, positive noises have been made by some of them, but you you don't know. 
Um, who else has left the club? Lewis Allen, um, and then Bartley and Milligan. So, for me, these are these are guys. Bodies are in the squad. Obviously, Poches and Boyle are to come back from injury, but um, they shouldn't be included in those numbers because they were fit and healthy when the majority of these players were signed. So. It should be a case of looking to looking to build on that. Uh, so obviously, Scott Allen is coming in. Two. So, are you surprised by certain players being moved on? Probably most most surprising, I think, would be probably Mark Milligan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bartley, because we spoke about that. I think it was in a previous maybe one or, only one or two episodes ago we spoke how you know we wouldn't be surprised if Bartley moved on because Milligan's got another year. Yeah. But for Milligan to go as well, that's quite surprising. Well, um, I believe that his contract was a club option, you know, for another year. And, you know, Hibs didn't take up take up the option, but I th- I think Hibs Hibs paid the third most in agent fees mm. this this year in terms of transfers and I I'm not gonna lie but Jamie McLaren and Mark Milligan I think would have been the cause for a lot of them. Mm. You know, I can't see Many of the other players that uh, were demanding such a huge fee. So I mean, I think Milligan was on a decent wage. I would have thought so. You know, he was yeah. he was playing in uh, Saudi Arabia, big big bucks. So I think that's that's part of the reason. You know, his wage can go to maybe two players. Agreed. And it might be two players who fit Heckenbottom's or just a player, even yeah. a player. To fit, to, to, to fit. I think we've certainly. And I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Mark Million, he is what 33, 34. Yeah. So I'd like to see him maybe five, six years ago. What would yeah. he have been like up 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 ahead? So, yeah, uh, surprised. Although when you look at it in the cold light of day, you probably think actually, yeah, there's probably uh, other I mean, players you could do. I think up. I think Heckenbottom has earned earned the right to be trusted. It's not like he's he's come in and you know he's he's uprooting half the mm. half the squad. But I mean, yeah. He's certainly gone about his business uh, much better than Terry Butcher done. I think when uh, mm-hmm. Terry Butcher obviously thought yeah. Hibs were Hibs were safe, and then he just started caning everyone at the club. Basically, and basically just said, I think walked into the changing room, pointed at you know fourteen, fifteen of the boys, and went, "You're not going to be here next year. You're not going to be here next year." You're, and it was just that sort of all right. Whereas Heckenbottom's come out and said, "I love this group of players. You know, such a different, yeah, different I mean, way to approach better, it. Better manager, really. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's why Terry Butcher's." Still doing as a squad, as a squad is now. There's players we, we don't know about, uh, you know, McNulty, Omionga, Agupong, Gold, Johnson. I'll throw in the enemy because he's probably moving on. But would you keep how many of them would you keep? Uh, we know Bartley, obviously, Bartley and, and Milligan are moving on, so we can't really discuss them. That's done, but yeah, the lone well, players, to be fair, I would have kept Milligan, I wouldn't have kept Bartley. Um, I agree, you know. Um, the, the outpouring of grief on social media over his moving on. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he was he was a he was a good servant for the club, but if if people Hibs, jumping on the bandwagon because he was quite he was uh, noised up harsh, I think yeah, people jumping on the bandwagon. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I think uh, if Hibs if Hibs want to reach higher heights, Martin Bartley's not the player that's gonna take them there. Hmm. You know, I think I think I you, you have to you have to be realistic. I mean where where do you see Hibs as a club uh, in terms of the ambition? You know, if if you want if you're a Hibs fan that's that's happy with the uh, sort of fifth, sixth, maybe the odd, odd push for Europe, Mum Bartley's a great player. But if you think Hibs can push for what, regular, second or regular third, second place, or yep. third then yep. you know, Mum Bartley is possibly an alright squad player to have in those situations. But you know, so for me, 
the right decision, but um, McNulty, McNulty, oh, McNulty, keep hundred percent. If if Hibs, if Hibs can keep Mark McNulty, then you know I think he's I think he's he'd be a great signing. Um, personally, I'd love to see him with a two up front, Agreed. and maybe once. Um, well, I'd love to see him with Scott Allen because I think Scott Allen, Scott Allen could make me look good up front. You know, I'm not. I mean, I could, I could literally stand like right next to you know John Suter and he would find me. It would be absolutely fine. So, um, yeah, I, I think Scott Allen, a guy like Nolte's movements, yeah, hundred percent. So would Nolte keep Omionga? I'd keep him. Yeah, I'd keep him. I saw, saw one tweet about Omionga. Uh, a Hibs fan saying that Omionga was was awful. Um, odds odds view to take I think that he's done very well since he's come in uh, yeah 100% I'm not saying a starter every week but definitely definitely in the squad in mm-hmm. the squad he'd definitely be in my well, match day we, we've seen the quote I mean he, he picks up the ball quite deep on the left left hand side and he's able to keep the ball manoeuvre and then he ends up chipping a through ball and McNulty just on Saturday there and not many players for me can let alone keep the ball in that situation, but then actually then pick up a quality pass it's, as well. It's through ball to McNulty at St Johnston away yeah. when Hibs are down to ten men, yeah. and you know really sort of if if Hibs hadn't won that game, then top six would have been a massive massive mm-hmm. ask, and you know he takes five St Johnston players out of play, yeah. puts on an absolute plate for McNulty. So again, yeah. I remember this is another player that's had. To, I mean, the Scottish game isn't easy, and a lot of people. Nah. A lot of people slag off the Scottish game, but it's not an easy game, not an easy uh, league to play in. You know, it's very fast tempo, it's end to end. You don't get a lot of time with the ball. It's so physical as well. It's I mean, physical, of course, but he's not. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, I would have said you know another. You know, he's had the experience. If he was to sign again next year, I think you'd probably see a, a better on the younger. Agupong. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If if you could get a season out of Tam Agupong, yes, keep. Yeah, gold. I'd I'd love to. I'd love to. I think that. I think there is a player there, but he needs a run of games. Eh? But is it is it is, is gold worth? It's surely it'd be gold or Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in a team, it's gold or Allen. They're the exact same player for me. Pretty much. And yeah. Allen has proved it yeah. in the in that I mean, level for him. For, for me, I think that there is a player in there in Ryan Gold. He needs a run of games. He needs to just, uh, hopefully, stay fit, get get over the injuries that he's had, and then because. There's no doubt about it. He's got talent. He just needs, yeah. you know, a seat like basically like Scott Allen did when Scott Allen came to Hibs originally. Agreed. He needs a season like that. Yeah, yeah. And then Johnson, nah, nah, nah. I mean, well, we Port- don't know. Portis is coming back. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think Johnson uh, his one appearance was at Parkhead, and I thought he looked handy, big, big guy. Uh, but mm. Portis is coming back, so it's fine. Yeah, agreed. Well, the, the season as a whole, Cal. You know, I, I think if we were to recap the season and look ahead to next season, Cal, speaking just this season, um, a bit poor, wasn't it? Really, let's be honest, as a whole. Yeah, I think I think it's a poor poor season for Hibs. There's there's no getting away from it. Last year, what record points tally? Uh, top four played played some really good stuff. Uh, but this year, you know, it's the. It was the the Neil Lennon show that really crippled crippled Tibbs. I mean, started off really well, and then, you know, I think it I think it like we've said on the podcast before, it was that Derby at Tynecastle, the nil nil. I don't know if if something changed there, but ever since that Derby, Hibs were just 
rank rotten. Mm. And, you know, it it wasn't going to stop. Uh, I think that... I, I don't think... Hibs wouldn't have got relegated this year, but <laughs> not a chance Hibs would have made top six. Ninth or tenth, I would uh, Yeah, I was going to say, Hibs would not have made... Uh, it would not have been best of the rest. It would have been a very, very disappointing end to the campaign, mm. um, I think, if Lennon had stayed in charge. But... You know, Heckenbottom came in, fantastic start originally, uh, sorry, initially. Uh, what, 11, 10, 11 games unbeaten, brilliant, but lost the last three and, you know, only scored one goal in those three games, only scored two goals in five, so maybe it's because, you know, season's pretty much o- was, was over, mm. there was a lot of dead rubbers, but... He must get off to a good start. Yeah, next yeah, year. and I think, but the, I think as well, Cam, what you got to remember, and I think a lot of people forget about this, and me included, was okay. We lost McGeoch, we lost um, Allen at the back of the end of last year. Uh, we had McGinn for the start of the season, and then you just lose a player like McGinn, you know, in August. You know, he was there for the European games, he was there for the start of the, the league campaign. We've seen what he's done down south. Um, there's talks of moves to the Premier League regardless of what uh, happens, happens next Monday. so he is very difficult to replace anyway but to have to have to replace him just within the season no, was, but, no, was no, difficult but to bounce see, back no. from uh, I'm sorry but that is purely just nonsense because every man in his dug knew that John McGinn was Lehman Hibbs uh, it was it was absolutely nailed on that McGinn was going. So, for me, uh, the the season before, Neil Lennon had a plan in place to bring in Liam Henderson. He had no sort of plan in place other than selling him to Celtic. Mm. Right? Neil Lennon wanted McGinn to go to Celtic <laughs> because he, he was looking at getting Ryan Christie in return. That was his only plan mm. to... And I think Ryan Christie alone and Scott Allen permanently. That was That was his plan. Mm. Of of getting uh, of selling McGinn, he had literally no plan B if Hibbs sold him to another club, and that showed. Mm. That showed in the fact that um, what was it? Oh, Emerson Hyman, out of nowhere, brought in on loan. N- nothing Panic. like Panic. the type yeah. of player that John McGinn is, and I think that that summed up Neil Lennon's time at the club, you know. And yeah, Hibbs are in a far better place without him. And you know, definitely not the best that Hibs would ever get. Next season, you think? It's obviously, I think Hibs will. I think Hibs, I think Hibs will start. Will start well. It's imperative to do. Oh, it depends. But depends think, on the run of fixtures. It could be Celtic. No, I think Hibs will Celtic start away, well. Rangers at home, Aberdeen away, Hearts, and nah, then you're like. Oh. I think Hibs will start well. I think, I think you're obviously fixture dependent, but no Europe as well for Hibs. I think that will be important yeah, for okay. Heckenbaum. The the problem with Europe for Scottish teams now is you start so early, yeah, and it r- really has an effect on like the sort of early part of your season, uh, because there's so much pressure to do well mm-hmm. in those games, mm-hmm. uh, and you know Hibs, Hibs came through three rounds, Rangers came through four, Aberdeen got packed out in the first, so you know, um, but there is there is that pressure to to really perform because everyone's talking about the coefficient and look if if teams actually do do well then you know we're not going to have so many teams starting in this ridiculous thing and uh, might even get our second Champions League place back if if you remember those days when that 
I mean, that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, but, ten, 10 years probably now. I mean, the, the uh, so it's, it's huge uh, not having Europe got the Betfreds instead, which I think is, uh, you know, I mean, you're usually paired with a few I quite like very, it. very... I quite like it, if I'm honest. Easy three points, really. Yeah, but I think as a whole, for, for, for a non-league team, for well, some non-league teams, but for your Ember Cities, etc., yeah, uh, right. I quite like I quite like the competition. I think it's sensible, obviously not including teams in Europe in it, obviously of course. Yeah. But um, I, mean, I quite like it as long as you're not playing unregistered players. I think no, that it's true. a it's a very good competition to to be involved in. But Hibs, I think Hibs need to take the cups more seriously this year than they did last year. Sort of went out with mm. a whimper. Um, but I think as, as if you're to ask Hibs fans, so I think if you were to say was it in February time. Or even with the start that Hearts were on at the start, if you were to finish with three points clear of Hearts at the end of the league campaign, they would have said, "Absolutely take that." Yeah, I mean, I think I think when Heckenbottom came in, the the goal was top six, which mm. he achieved very very well, and then you know finishing above Hearts was very impressive. But I I think I mean. A season where the the biggest achievement is finishing above Hearts for Hibs is isn't a good season. Mm. You know, I don't think that Hibs and Hearts have had good seasons at all. I mean, I'm saying this now. Come next week, it could be one of Hearts' best ever seasons. So, yeah. you know, realistically, Hearts are ninety minutes away from immortality. <laughs> okay, Cal. Moving on to Spartans um, mm-hmm. Cup final. Uh-huh. Yesterday, the, the the football nation qualifying cup, oh, something they've won, they'd won eight times previously. It's now their ninth. Uh, when Calum, uh, play a Caneland side that we didn't know too much about. We knew that they would be well, the next junior teams. So I think you knew they'd be physical, they'd mm-hmm. be good in the air, they would uh, have a couple of uh, bams, <laughs> bams not on 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 the pitch but also in in the in the stand. Yeah. And uh, is that just about sum it up? Pretty much, I it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, junior football. Well, what an experience! Um, you know, I've seen I've seen a few like ex junior teams this year that have played uh, Spartans on Friday night, and it's been absolutely fine. What an absolute experience it is going to a ground like um, out at Trinent. I don't think they need that many speed bumps kicking about. <laughs> um, literally one every like three yards, uh, but. The park at Trinent, I thought it was tiny. Small park, but a good Small, pitch. A good pitch, um, bit bobbly. I mean, it's no, it's no. I mean, a lot of people are like bowling green. I'm like, it's no flat though. <laughs> Old <laughs> school dugouts though, eh? Like, just concrete. ridiculous. Aye, concrete, like, aye. Class. Um, but went along yesterday. Uh, look, Spartans over the piece deserved it, mm. but that first half. They were they were poor. Mm. Um, they didn't didn't get into the game much. I think there's a couple of nice wee moves down the left hand sides. Uh, Maxi and Blair Atkinson linking up well. Maxi gets the ball in. David Greenhill's on the stretch. Goes past it. I mean, he is he is only little, so <laughs> you know he's um, goes past the post, but. Uh, I thought I thought Camelin, the sort of the last twenty minutes of the half had a better play. I mean, they possibly could have taken the lead within the first like five ten minutes. Um, ball falls kindly at a, at a corner. 
Uh, Carswell just he's out quick, stays big, does enough to turn it past the post. Um, but you know there was there was one of those seen them giving shouts for a penalty. Not for me, but seen them giving. Seen them giving, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Spartans came out the second half. Greater intensity. I mean, we've talked about that mm. a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when they are interested, they can turn it on. Yeah. And they certainly did that second half. And what an absolute peach mm. to open the scoring. Uh, comes comes to David at the edge of the box. He just lets it drop, lets it settle, and just pings it into the opposite corner. Um, that even the news must have liked the way I reported it because <laughs> they basically copied it word for word, word, word yeah, uh, yeah. in their match report what do you mean you saw it I showed you it I know that's, uh, why, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I've seen it <laughs> um, and then from then on I was like right Spartans will, Spartans will see this out a few minutes later free header from a corner number 8 heads it past the post I'm like okay maybe they won't see it out this is, uh, is going to get interesting but uh, not long after Maxi again involved, draws a good save from the Kamelin keeper. Yeah. And to be fair, if Corbett had missed it, I think there was about two other Spartans players right next to him. So it didn't matter. It, this this was it, this was going to make it 2 0, and he heads home. He's no missing from there. And, you know, keeper got sent off, foul and abusive language. I just couldn't stop thinking that he looked like. I don't know, like Chesnowskis. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, I mean, because he was wearing that like Hummel strip that was about two sizes too big for him. He had the dodgy haircut that was popular back then, like 13 years ago. Um, like, it, when Hart signed all those, all the Lithuanians, like uh, 2005, I'm sure it was. To be fair, some of those haircuts have just, just reached the, <laughs> that, that just, part of Scotland. Just you know what I mean? reached the <laughs> <laughs> They only, had, they only had Pokemon cards about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, I honestly, I couldn't stop going. Is that Chesnowskis? No, Michaelinis? No, of course, <laughs> honestly, it was just. Um, and because they were, uh, they play in strips made by Hummel as well, it just solidified it for me. I'm like. <laughs> so if it is, I mean, we had Davey on the show a couple of weeks ago now, and he said that he was probably hanging them up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. If you, by all accounts, Calm, what a way to retire then, you know. A yeah. cup, a cup, and then also a, a screamer in there as well. Aye, but I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't score tappings as when when we had him on the show. It alluded to, um, yeah, I think. Look, if if that is to be his last game for Spartans, what a way to bow out! Um, you know the rapturous applause that he received from the fans when he went when he left the pitch um, was you know incredible. I don't think I've seen scenes like that, but. <laughs> Like David um, Beckham when he retired at PA. Oh, honestly, tears in his eyes and everything. It was, <laughs> it was, it was heartwarming to see. But no, look, I think it's going to be tough for Spartans to replace him. You know, it's not like you can just sign a guy like mm. uh, David Green. You know, yeah. the experience that he's got, uh, the ability as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, Young lads coming on as well. Look, I'm in the cup final. And- and again impressing you yeah Nicky Reid again um, he's very good very good uh, he's quick direct he's not afraid to have a go at more senior players uh, you know there was one point where Jason Stevens wouldn't play it down the line and he goes I can't repeat what he said um, I'm surprised he knows that word the fact that he's only five but um, <laughs> no 
uh, yeah, he's just very good. He was unlucky, hit the post. Um, no, he, he came on, did well, but like Spartans deserved it in the end. They, mm. That second half, by far the better team, and you know just controlled the game. I thought middle of the park, solid as always. Um, and you know the boys that maybe had a slow start in the first half came on a game in the second half. I mean, Aaron Scott got man of the match for me. It was Adam Corbett. I thought he was just a rock at the back. Um, yeah, but so yeah, so. A decent actual end to the season. Spartans end the season in decent form. Yeah. A cup win. You know, they, they, they did kick on. They managed to secure fourth. Um, of course, they'd have wanted to do better in the league. But, you know, again, after the whole Betfred situation, it's a, it is tough at the start of the league. It's a when you long come season. It's a long, long season. season. It is a long season for them. And, and at the start of the season, when you're up against league opposition right from the start, it's intense. It's a lot. And then um, it was a bit stuttering. I mean, Subo himself said at the start of the season that was a factor. Um, it certainly... Coming off the back of the Betfred, so you know, and that that large that large spell in the middle of the season where they couldn't really buy a win, um, you know, they were better the better teams. They were the better team, but they just couldn't convert chances. Mm-hmm. If you were to say fourth and uh, and a trophy, that's probably in the end yeah. not a bad season. Well, I mean, it is it is the first trophy won under the Inbra Football Podcasts regime. Um, could that well be too next week? We'll, we'll we'll wait and see. But um yeah, I think look, there was there was a large part of the time that we've been doing the podcast this season where we would talk about Spartans and it'd be a same old story, no taking their chances, mm. go beat. And you know, this season should definitely have finished higher in the league. I agree. Um, I think that they still need to get over the uh, sort of top four hoodoo that uh, that they're stuck under. You know, really, it would be a massive statement next year if they could beat East Kilbride, if they could beat BSE. You know, they seem to have Kelty's number, but that could all change It'll given a, the fact a different that different Kelty this season. Well, obviously. given the fact that Kelty are spending about three million on players, I it's. You know, it's some some drug business in Kelty. <laughs> um, yeah, end of season awards last night as well. Callum uh, Blair Cardwell picking up both awards. Deserved for you. Other players worth a mention also. I think I think he's had a I think he's had a solid season. I know I know for a fact that uh, Gary Chen disagreed. He runs his own business, but doesn't he know how to just hit reply instead of reply all. Uh, <laughs> No, I think, yeah, he's had he's had a good season. Um, look at where they are, uh, and some of the saves he's pulled off, especially in the cup competitions. Um, mm. So when when I've seen him, when I've seen Spartans this year, he has been fairly solid. Uh, so I can see why he he was awarded. I mean, other standouts like Aaron Scott didn't play the full season. Mm. Uh, Obviously, Subo, Miller Park, uh, consistent eight out of ten. So, uh, yeah. Adam Corbett really impressed me. You know, considering I didn't have a clue, but he's a uh, he's done really well this season. Chain, as well, filled in a couple of positions, doesn't he? Yeah. Over the course so of the season. you know, and yeah, I think I think they've been. Yeah, it could have gone to any one of them, mm-hmm. really. Uh, but deserve a winner. Like when when you're getting 
coaches and players player then you know must be must yeah. be doing something right agreed you know. uh, well congratulations to, to Blair um, Spartans next season is obviously going to be a tough ask when you look across the bridge there and you see the type of player that that Kelsey <laughs> are bringing in you know signing players from the from the championship, championship. which is no yeah. You know that that cannot I mean, be. That's 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 dropping the. That's incredible. That's um, that's three, three tiers that you're yeah. dropping down. Um, look, fair enough. If you know Nathan Austin's buying into the project and you know he sees the vision and everything, um, and it's not just about the the wage packet. But um, <laughs> look, he talk. Uh, there was a lot of talk at the start of the season about Adam Rooney going to Salford. Yeah, and you know it's like non-league vanity project of you know Gary Neville etc. The the class of ninety two, and you look at you look at Kelty at this moment in time, and you can't help but draw comparisons where a team that have been like let's be honest this year weren't brilliant over large mm. parts of the season. Um, absolutely thumped off East Kilbride in the two league games so they obviously know that they need to close the gap bringing in I mean I, I genuinely I genuinely don't know what's more ridiculous the fact that Kelty had that actually had guys come up to a kit launch on like yesterday in full kit like actually had players get there you know as if they're a full time club like professional or the fact that fans showed up <laughs> I, I don't know what's more embarrassing in, in those terms you know it's like sort of obviously they've got dreams they've got ambitions to be in the in the SBFL so hey good luck to them but I think there's a target on them this season without a shadow of a doubt I mean I think they did it the right way they didn't I think everyone knew that they were going to spend money but they didn't sort of turn around and say oh well we've secured significant investment so we're going to um, yeah. put a lot of that into the playing squad like he Sterling did and you know I think they've made, made, made a rod for their own back haven't they Sterling? yeah 100% and they've made a rod for their own back by saying that they're going to spend money Kelty very quiet and then I think every single one they've signed and you look at who he Sterling have signed and it's just um yeah, yeah. I think is that, that right, Easton? Is it? <laughs> That's what Kelly have done. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and I mean, in all honesty, look, Berwick are coming into that league. I, I, I think that they'll struggle this year. I don't think that they'll have a good season. I think it will be uh, an adjustment season for them. Indeed. I think that they'll probably finish sort of mid table, um, seventh or eighth, purely because uh, they'll lose a majority of the squads that they've got. Indeed. They'll have to replace them. Uh, you don't know who's going to be manager. I think the problem for Berwick as well, Calm, it's very difficult to attract players to go away down the A1 uh-huh. there. You know, to play a home game, your minimum two hours, yeah. you know, from Edinburgh only. Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, um, especially that level. I mean, you could see the appeal when they were a league club, but now it's. So I think I think Berwick will struggle next year. Um, East Kilbride's losing a couple of players. As as has been documented, but you know, champions they'll they'll still be strong again next year. BSC, you never know. Spartans Spartans need to add a few players. I think certainly, I think certainly in in the top area of the park, they've just I think Aye. come up short. I think uh, well, in, in terms of the, the in, in the, the games that part. they've dominated, 
where they should be putting teams to beds. They've not they've not done it. I mean Jack Smith yesterday, yeah, they've not had a full season out of him. But I mean Jack Smith yesterday, um I don't think he was fully fit. No. I think there was a few balls in the first half uh that I think a fully fit Jack Smith would be chasing down. But I think he was like he could I don't know, maybe feel something, uh and what about five minutes into the second half he he pulls. He breaks down, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't well, think I don't think it was too bad because he was cele- celebrating later on. But no, right. um, just didn't fancy it then. Nah. <laughs> I don't um, think he was getting much change at the Camlin centre half. So yeah. Camlin, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's because um, I was standing next to the the Spartans ultras uh, yesterday. Now everyone always says, "Oh, it's brilliant when young laddies get involved with football. They're just having fun. They're just it's like stand next to them for ninety minutes. Then you'll realise, <laughs> nah, get them to." <laughs> Anyone who brings an air horn to a football match needs shot. <laughs> uh, obviously, taking a, a game featuring um, juniors on a, in a cup final, um, there must have been a couple of good shouts last night. Um, uh, yes, yeah, a few, a few good shouts. There was, I think, about seven or eight uh, flares, which I was like, "Hey, fair play, fair play." Wee bit of atmosphere. It was the fact that they just kept setting them off after they must have had about eight or nine and it was like right we're gonna we're gonna use them all set off like one pre-match one midway into the first half and then like Spartans scored they set one off it was like alright that's that's a bit odd and then they must have had like three or four left and then right we need to use them all <laughs> just started like throwing them on the park with like two minutes to go end of the game they they let one off it's like alright <laughs> um, but uh, basically, a few still game tune the fat references that I really enjoyed as I was walking to get a wee random spot like I always do. Um, guys, it's like oh pies, just how I like them. Red hot around the outside and stone cold in the middle. <laughs> and I actually burst out laughing at that. I was like, I, I like that. But um, the the wee Spartans ultras and the the Camelon fans were having a wee bit of back and forth um, as I was standing next to the Spartans. Laddies, really, they were, shall we say, fiat. Um, just, just a little bit of what they were going to do. I was like, I mean, they're not going to start battering you, but um, <laughs> they're like, I think they were shouting like, "You're not saying anymore." And one of them, one of the boys, went, "I've had steak pies older than you." <laughs> Which, <laughs> well, if you know, if you know the Chinese fans, still game references right up your street. And it was, it was. I, I mean, I started laughing. I was like, "That's that's the pattern." That's I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, but. Um, Look, I think for for a game like that, which pretty much was like a family affair, to be standing, uh, there was a few shouts that were absolutely unacceptable. Uh, there was one that I can't I can't repeat on on the podcast. Like, I genuinely couldn't quite believe that it was said. Uh, boys sitting there drinking like in my dog twenty twenty. Uh, like knockoff Smirnoff Ice as well like it wasn't even Smirnoff Ice it was like knockoff Smirnoff, I was like Jesus um, so aye that, that's I mean hey, if that's your Saturday um, you've or watched Sunday. if you've watched aye, if that's your weekend you've watched the Football Factory one too many times and, and you can't like Spartans away <laughs> it's like you can't can't mix it with like a big team so it's like oh okay what we'll just just go around these wee, wee towns in Scotland and see what's happening but um, aye uh, I'll tell you when we're all fair 
one of the one of the chants and it just no. <laughs> like, <laughs> cannot be repeated. Cannot be repeated. Well, that was the second last uh, well, it, proper. Mean, there's two. There's two more episodes. Two more go. episodes. Two more episodes to go. One this coming week we'll we'll be previewing the Scottish Cup final. Mm-hmm. We'll be joined by. So unless unless you are of a heart's persuasion. It's probably not going to be one for you. So no, we'll be joined um, by a couple of uh, Hearts supporters that we know well, and then next week we'll be recapping the Scottish Cup, regardless if it's a, a good day or a, a bad day for Hearts. And yeah. then we'll Depend- also be recapping Hearts Dep- season. Yeah, we'll be recapping our season as a whole, and we'll start to put forward our nominations for our own uh, team of the year, which will need your your own help with uh, over the course of of next week with, with our vote. But um, I mean, we say team of the year. Basically, who's got the most pals? Who's got the most mates? Uh, because that's what it comes down to. Correct, correct. I think the. So if you're if you are active on social media and you have loads of followers, there's a good chance you're being a team of the year. If you're nominated, that is. Um, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay, Cam. That's all I think to cover. Yeah, aye, um, aye. Th- two to go. So aye, two to go. Okay, thank you for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Cam, and that was Edinburgh Football Podcast.